What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. The Big Ten Football Championship is here. Kind of. It's Friday right now. It will be taking place tomorrow night, Saturday night, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Lucas Oil Stadium is going to be packed full of probably mainly Purdue fans excited to see the Big Ten Championship game. We got a ton to talk about for this game. I'm going to dive deep into this thing and still keep it short, though. If you're listening right now and you're noticing that my voice is still sore, yes, I'm probably sick. Not going to go to the doctor, though. I just refuse to do that for some reason. I, I should go to the doctor, but I'm not going to. So I apologize for the voice, but too much to talk about today. I got to get on the pod and uh, let you guys know what's happening in this championship. Let's start with that, though. Purdue in a football Big Ten championship for the first time in their school's history. It's not the first time they've ever won a Big Ten championship, but it is the first time that they're playing since we've divided up the divisions in the championship game, which is really exciting for them. It's also very much closer than Michigan fans will have to travel. Even though Michigan fans travel really well, I'm expecting that tomorrow night you're going to see a lot of black and gold in the stadium. And I think that the the, uh, Purdue Boilermaker fans are going to be there deep tomorrow. From what I've seen on Twitter, they were trying to do a blackout for the game, which means they think they're just going to have all the seats. I don't think it's going to be like that. But I do think, especially because Michigan just went last year, so fans that were like excited to see them for the first time in a championship, they probably went last year. I know that a lot of Michigan fans are still excited, um, but I do think that Purdue fans will be there a little bit deeper. I'm expecting it to be semi a home game for them uh, tomorrow. Let's talk about this game, though. A game that, by the way, I really wanted to go to. I actually looked into tickets. Me and uh, my neighbor were planning on going, but uh, some things came up this weekend, and I got some events with my family, so I just decided to just punt on it, and I'm not going to go to the Big Ten Championship. I'm planning on going to one someday, though, maybe next year. Maybe this year for basketball. I'd like to go to that. That'd be fun, too. But uh, I'll be watching this game on TV, though. Um, As I said, obviously, it's Purdue versus Michigan. Um, A lot of non-football-related storylines that – I don't have all the information on, but there's a lot of things going on outside of the game that hopefully don't impact the game because, like I've talked about before, all I care about is football. All I care about is the game and the people that are playing in it and who wins and who loses. So that's really what I'm mainly going to talk about, but there's other things that I do think need to be mentioned. Excuse me. Um, Let's start with Purdue. Last week, right before Purdue played... I'm forgetting who they played already. Indiana. Um, It came out on Twitter. It came out in the news that Aiden O'Connell's brother passed away. I don't know how it happened. I haven't really looked into it. I'm not really interested in looking into it because um, that's something personal for him and his family. Um, It doesn't really matter how it happened in my mind, and that's why I haven't looked into it any deeper. Um, Really sad, though, obviously. I mean, that's an understatement to say that Someone's brother passed away. I talked about it a little bit with Brett Bielema when his mom passed away right before the Michigan game. Um, super sad for him. I do know that from from a football standpoint, though, he did miss a couple of practices this week. I don't think that's going to affect him at all, though. I think that he's going to be playing with a heavy heart. I hope that he plays well. I hope that he plays well. I thought I think, and I think he will. I think he'll show out. He's got a lot 
to play for. Now, I mean, he's always had a lot to play for, and he's always played tough, I think, and he's always played with like you know he, he's not like a super emotional guy, but um, I think this weekend he will be. But hopefully that transpires in some really good football for him. I'm really sad for him though. That sucks that that had. I mean, anytime it happens, it's sad. It, it could have happened in the off season, and I would have been sad for him. But um, the fact that it's happening right before. You know, a really big game last week, and then obviously it's going to still be on his mind this week, and the biggest game of the year for them um, is really unfortunate, but hopefully it won't affect his play, and hopefully he uh, shows out for his family. From the Michigan side, there's a lot of stuff going on. I almost recorded yesterday morning, and I'm so glad I didn't because (laughs) there was a lot of news from the Michigan side coming out yesterday. Let's start with the big one. Mazzie Smith, I think that's how you say his first name. Um, he was arrested for felony gun possession back in October. This happened a long time ago. I mean, not not a super long time ago, but over a month ago, basically, at this point. Um, he was charged yesterday, and that's why the news came out yesterday. Nothing happened to him. He didn't get suspended. He didn't miss. In fact, I think I saw that he played seven games since then. So about a month and a half ago, I guess. Um... It, it's a little strange to me that the charges came out after the Ohio State game. It's almost like, I think it's Washtenaw County is what I read yesterday in Ann Arbor. Um, it's almost like they were waiting for the season to finish before they filed the charges, which is odd. Um, I do think that there's not much to this story, though, however. From what I've, and again, I don't have all the details, but you couldn't help but see this information yesterday on Twitter, especially with all the people I follow with the casual Big Ten account. Um, So much information. You don't know what's true, what's not. But from what I've heard, he had applied for a gun license and it was about to be approved a few days later. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know what's true. Here's what's factual, though. Um, He did have a gun and he wasn't supposed to. And Michigan did nothing about it. So from what I've read and what I've read is the statement from Ward Manuel, who is the Michigan AD and Jim Harbaugh, who's the Michigan head coach. He's going to be playing this weekend. They're kind of brushing this off as not a big deal. I don't know if it is a big deal or not. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and speculate. Um, But from a football standpoint, like I said, I like to focus on football. He's going to be playing this weekend. He'll be he'll be dressed tomorrow and he'll be playing. He'll be starting. And there's no repercussions at all. So I do think it's a little odd. I think that Michigan handled this really poorly. I think that they should have suspended him right when it happened and gotten it over with. Maybe a couple of games right when it happened, and then it's not a story anymore. Because now, when you wait until this point, it looks like a cover-up. And I've always said that the cover-up is worse than the crime. The crime wasn't even a I mean, it was a crime, but it wasn't an egregious crime. It wasn't like a violent, like nothing really happened. He just had possession of something that he shouldn't have without his license yet. And, um, you know, from, like I said, from a football standpoint, he's playing and I'm expecting him to play well. I don't think it's going to bother him either. Just like I was talking about with Aiden O'Connell. I don't think this is going to affect him at all. I think he's going to show out. So he'll be dressed tomorrow. Um, a guy that will not be dressed is Blake Corum. He is out for the season. He needs surgery on that knee, and that is highly unfortunate for Michigan fans. Um, He's had a Heisman-level year before he got hurt in that Illinois game, and he's done now. 
So they've talked about it in interviews, post-game interviews, pre-game interviews. It's a next man up mentality. And Donovan Edwards, you're the next man up. You saw what he did against Ohio State. I think that they'll be fine at running back. They're obviously not going to be as good. When you have a guy like Blake Corum and then you have to downgrade, no matter who it is, I don't care how good he is, you had a Heisman-level guy and now you don't. So that's going to affect your team. And then the last one's really not an impact on the game, but in the future it's going to be a huge impact. Cade McNamara, the guy that led them to this game last year and to the playoffs last year, is not a Michigan Wolverine anymore. He will be transferring, which I, I should have looked into this. Is he still on the team right now? Or is that in effect already because the regular season's over? Is he done, done? He's got to be done, done, right? I mean, he's already posted stuff about where he's going, which, if you haven't heard yet, like I said, the guy that led Michigan to the playoffs last year, a Big Ten championship, is going to be at Iowa next year in conference. And it's not in division, but an in-conference opponent. <clears throat> Michigan and Iowa usually play every year, so I'm hoping they play next year. That's going to be really exciting. Um, and hopefully McNamara does good. They need a quarterback badly. You saw what they did this year with their quarterback play. So I think McNamara is going to do great out at Iowa. He did great at Michigan last year. J.J. was just better this year, and there's no deba- there's no debating that at this point. All right, that's all the that's all the off-the-field stuff, really. Some of it's on the field. Blake Quorum's not going to be on the field. but So technically, that's off the field. Blake Quorum's off the field. Let's talk about the actual game, though. Um, yeah, Purdue. We'll discuss them first. Saw a lot of stats about Purdue going out this week. One of the most eye-popping ones, though, was that Jeff Brom is 3-0 and against top five teams. I don't know how far that goes back. I'm assuming it's all time because it said 3-0. and so I guess he never loses to top five teams. Michigan's a top five team. So if you're looking at that stat, automatic Purdue win right there. Um, I just talked about Aiden O'Connell. He's playing good this year. He's got 22 touchdowns, 11 picks. Um, he's got the best wide receiver. I'm not even. I'm not discussing this anymore as a debate. Charlie Jones is the best receiver in the conference. Period. I know that Marvin Harrison Jr. is in the conference too, but Charlie Jones has had a better year. He's had 12 touchdowns. He's leading the conference in receiving yards. He's leading the conference in contested catches with 20. And he's averaging almost, he's at 99 point something, almost 100 yards receiving a game. Guy is unstoppable. He's unguardable. Unguardable, this guy is. Chuck Sizzle. Um, so Charlie Jones is going to be a problem for Michigan. Now, I don't care how good their defense is. He's tough to guard. You have freshman, uh, I think, isn't he a freshman? I wrote down freshman. I just assumed he was. I think he is. Devin Mockaby, the running back. Pretty sure he is. Love him. Love Devin Mockaby. He's had um, some really good games. He had over 100 yards against Iowa and Illinois. And I bring those two teams up because when you're comparing common opponents in this game, Iowa and Illinois have the closest defense to Michigan, in my opinion, especially Illinois. And he had over 100 yards in each of those games against really good defenses. So keep an eye on Devin Mockaby. And then they have the tight end of the year in the Big Ten, Payne Durham. Wasn't he? No, Iowa's guy was. Why did I, why did, where did I get that information from? Payne Durham's having a great year, though. He's, he's probably second on that list. 
the guy from Iowa was the tight end of the I can't remember his name now. Um but at any rate, they have a they have a really good tight end, Payne Durham. Um I don't know if Michigan's linebackers can guard him or if they will be guarding her him. Or if they're gonna use like a nickelback or a uh defensive back on him. I'm not sure. Um and then defensively for Purdue, you have a team that for a team that's seven and four, isn't that their record? Let's look it up. I want to be sure about this. Eight and four. My bad. Forgot about the last game. It gets you to twelve. For a team that's eight and four, these are some stats that you're expecting. They're eighth in sacks. They're fourth in interceptions, which is pretty good. But then they're eighth in yards per game. They're tenth in passing yards. Tenth. Tenth in passing yards. So what's that mean? Could be a big game for JJ McCarthy, who just, just got so much confidence throwing all over Ohio State in the first half of the game. Um, I think that Purdue's defense needs to be borderline perfect to win this game because Michigan's, even with Corum out, I think Michigan's got too many threats for them. Um, So let's talk about some of those threats. J.J. McCarthy, breakout game against Ohio State I just mentioned. That's exactly what they needed. He's only thrown two picks this year. I think one of them was in the Rutgers game, and it was a tip ball. So he's, he's very accurate. He's not going to turn the ball over. He makes really good decisions, and um, he can get outside the pocket, and obviously we all know that he can run. We've seen that happen, but also makes good decisions when he's outside the pocket. He's either going to throw it away or he's going to find an open guy or throw it where the defense can't catch it. So I'm not expecting Purdue to get a lot of turnovers in this game. I mean, one would be a good game for Purdue's defense, I think. Um, Edwards has to be the guy in the backfield, though. Uh, is his hand healthy? He had a cast on in the Ohio State game. Um, but if he has a good game, if he has another game like he had against Ohio State, I think that Michigan's going to win because that means they're controlling the clock and uh, he's either scoring or getting a lot of first downs if he's having a good game. Um, you look at their backfield, though, their next guy up after him is C.J. Stokes, and he's going to get some action, so keep an eye on that. Their wide receivers are sta- absolutely stacked. They don't have a Charlie Jones. I'll give you that. I think that Charlie Jones is the best wide receiver in this game. I already said I think he's the best in the conference, so obviously he's the best one in this game. But as a group, Michigan has a much better group of wide receivers. You have Ronnie Bell. You have Cornelius Johnson, who went off against Ohio State. And then Roman Wilson Wilson always seems to pop up when they need him the most. Um, Their tight end's name is uh, Shoemaker. Shoemaker, they say. Um, And he's pretty good. And then when you talk about Michigan, you have to mention the offensive line is much better than Purdue. Much better than Purdue and much better than Purdue's defensive line, in my opinion. That's that's my opinion. Oh, I got to pause for a second. Someone just came to my house. All right, I'll be right back. Let me pause for a second. All right, I'm back. I was, uh, sorry about that. I was discussing, I think I was on Michigan's offensive line. I think I covered that. Um, Their defense, though, Michigan's defense, first overall in yards per game given up. They're just, they're really good, obviously. We've been talking about defenses all year. Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, they're top-notch defenses. They're only giving up 84 rushing yards per game. I think one of the best matchups that we're going to watch is what can Devin Mockaby do against a defense who I just said is only giving up – it's giving up less than 85 yards a game. Um, and he's done well 
against really good defenses. He's getting more than 100 yards per game. So that's going to be a good matchup to watch for this game. Here's what I think. If, if you take all that stuff away, though, here's what I think the three things that you need to look out for in this game are. What is Purdue's front line going to do? And when I say the front line, I mean both defensively and offensively. Are they going to be able to protect Aiden O'Connell against a Michigan rush who is not as good as last year, but they still are putting some pressure on the quarterback? And then defensively, are they going to be able to close up the hole so that Edwards doesn't have a big game? And are they going to be able to put pressure on J.J. McCarthy? So both of their front lines, what are they going to do? That's something to look out for. Um, I just talked about him, but can can Maccabee keep drives, drives alive? Easy for you to say. Is he going to be able to get those first down yards that they need on third and two, on third and four, on, you know, when it's first down, is he putting them in front of the sticks instead of getting drilled back behind the line of scrimmage? What's Devin Maccabee going to do? Is he going to be – he's kind of an X factor for Purdue in this game. Um, and then lastly, honestly, when it comes to a game like this, you, you have to take a step back sometimes and just say, who really wants it more? And in this game, it's hard really to determine that because you have a Michigan team who already won a Big Ten championship – they have already qualified for the playoff, win or lose against Purdue. I think they could get blown out against Purdue and still make the playoff. And uh, they have so much other. They have so many other things going on. Are they going to be able to refocus on Saturday night and say, "No, we are the we are the cream of the crop in this conference, and we're going to go win it again. We're going to go take it away, and we're going to win it again. We're not going to play not to lose. We're going to go win it." Or is Purdue going to keep that trend going where they beat top top five teams and say, yeah, we, we lost a couple games this year, but we're still the champions now. We're the Big Ten champions. I almost said Big Ten championship. We're the Big Ten championship. We're the champions of this conference, one of the best conferences in the country. And we had a couple bad games, but that's all right, though. We got the trophy now. And that's something, I mean, they can really hang their hat on that for recruiting and going forward um, for their team. Only a couple bets this weekend because there's only one game. I'm going to take them both, though. I do think, with all that stuff that I just said, I think the line is crazy on this game. It's 16.5 for Purdue. Um, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Purdue is getting 16.5 points. So Michigan is favored by almost 17 points. I can, I can kind of see this going either way, but I think that Purdue is going to be able to do enough offensively to keep up the scoring with Michigan. I think they can. So that's a big number for a Big Ten championship game. I'm going to always take the points when I see a big number like that with a game this big especially. Um, I'll be betting Purdue plus 16.5, and and then I'm taking the over 52. I think that it's going to be over that. I think this game is going to be closer to like, you know, 40 to 27 or something like that because I don't think that – I don't think that – Purdue's going to be able to stop Michigan, and I think Michigan's going to put up a, a solid number offensively. But I think that Purdue's going to shock some people with their offense, and they'll be able to keep up a little bit, and it's going to get over that 52 number. That's everything, man. That's that's all you I, – I mean, that's all I can give you guys for a Big Ten championship game. I'm excited. I'm a little – you know, I like to watch a bunch of games. I'm going to have to watch all these other conference games. I'll be watching USC and – whoever they're playing tonight, I forgot. 
Um, how did I forget that? Who are they playing? Utah? They're playing Utah, right? They got to be. They got to be playing Utah. Um, that'll be a big game because, and what's the other big game? Uh, Texas Christian, TCU, is playing Kansas State. Those two games are big for the Big Ten. Why? Because there's rumblings that if one of them loses, Ohio State is back into the playoff conversation. And I've heard so many conversations about this already this year, or I shouldn't say this year, just this week, whether Ohio State should be involved in the playoff or not. And I've heard people say that if you can't win your way into the playoffs, then you shouldn't be able to lose your way out. And I don't really agree with that because I think that the Big Ten is better than the Big 12. I think that the Big Ten is better than the Pac-12. So I don't think that we should just say, okay, well, everybody in the Pac-12 has two losses, but we're still going to throw somebody in the playoff. We're still going to put USC in because they made their conference championship. No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all because Ohio State is better than them. And the same thing with TCU. I don't think we should just say, okay, one loss TCU. They only got one loss if they lose, right? Are they undefeated? Yeah. One loss TCU should still go to the playoff because they made their conference championship game and Ohio State didn't. I don't subscribe to that idea. I think that you should always have the four best teams, and I think right now we have that. So if everybody wins this weekend, you're totally fine. Even and In fact, I, I feel like if Georgia or Michigan loses, I think that they're still in because they're undefeated. They went to their conference championship. They did enough this year to prove that they are one of the top four teams. For TCU and USC, though, they're in a weaker conference, and I don't think that a loss for them in their conference championship should allow them to just stay in the playoffs because I think the next two best teams, I think the committee got it right. I think it's Ohio State and then Alabama after that. I understand Alabama's got two losses. I don't want to see Alabama in the playoffs. I think that would suck. But realistically, though, they lost two close games, and they're in a way tougher conference than the Pac-12 or the Big 12. If you put Alabama in the Pac-12, they're undefeated right now, no questions asked. And they're playing tonight or tomorrow night, whenever the Pac- the, tonight. So, and the same thing with the Big 12. If you put them in the Big 12, they're winning it outright easy. So, I, I don't think that we should just say the teams that made it to this point at the end of the regular season should be the teams that are in. I think that those two teams still have stuff to prove. So I'll be keeping eyes on uh, USC. I'll be keeping eyes on TCU. And then uh, if one of them goes down, do not be surprised if they throw Ohio State in at number four maybe, which would be a huge matchup ratings-wise for Georgia and Ohio State, which would leave Michigan playing um, either – uh, what would it be, TCU or USC, whoever wins, hopefully one of them win. If they both lose, it's going to be chaos. I don't want that. I need one of them to win. Um, but I would love to see two Big Ten teams in it. I would love to see that. And if Georgia loses and Michigan does win, I think that Michigan could still jump up to number one, and then they would probably put Ohio State up to three because they don't want to see that matchup again, what they just saw. They did it with the SEC a few years ago or last year, whenever it was. Where they intention it was last year they intentionally didn't match up Alabama and Georgia because they had just played in the SEC championship so 
keep an eye on that stuff for the playoffs. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're not already following along on Twitter, it's at Casual Big Ten. I love the feedback. I didn't do any shout-outs today, but I love all the likes and the uh, comments back. I'll try to get some basketball stuff out soon. Um, but just an exciting time for football, so it's really hard to refocus and start talking about uh, the Big Ten ACC challenge that we just lost. But um, hopefully uh, you're either Purdue or Michigan fan this week. I usually say hopefully your team wins, but a lot of your teams aren't playing. Uh, unless you're a Michigan or Purdue fan. So good luck to those guys. And uh, we'll be back next week to discuss the recap for that game and uh, all the – what am I trying to say here? All the uh, implications, the implications for the college football playoff. Y'all have a good weekend. Uh, We'll see you all next week.